right, now we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you can like, share, subscribe, Spotify, you can go ahead and follow us there. Anywhere else, you can go ahead and listen to your podcast apps. We truly appreciate if you go ahead and connect right to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Plus, if you can also give my good friend Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies all of his great stuff, his great page, his great YouTube page, his two shows, Run the Floor and NBA Draft Junkies. If you can go ahead and give him the same kind of love, it is truly appreciated. He's taken the day off because he's actually working for a, a, on a lot of projects right now for NBA Draft Junkies. So he'll have all those things that he's working on here up over the weekend on NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube. So if you can, check that out. So I will be glad to talk to him tomorrow when we do a post-game wrap-up of the Lakers and Blazers Game 5, which is, as my guest was so correct on, is going to take place on Saturday. So a weekend, it is starting back up for the NBA playoffs because the NBA and ESPN were still listing games on Friday, but they are not continuing today. So we want to talk about what's coming up this weekend for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers in Game 5. And here with me today is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Please be part of the Lakerholics.com experience today. You can be in on that conversation right now because there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of comments, things of that nature. So be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It is the man behind it. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, great to have you on the show. The playoffs are back. I know we talked a little bit about that, that we were how excited or the level of enthusiasm, I should say, about it, because it comes as just such a tumultuous week for everyone out there on social media and also as well just out there in real life with all the events going on there and the unfortunate shooting and this terrible incident that happened with Jacob Blake. And the support that the Black Lives Matter movement got this week from the NBA players and the sports world combined. So I want to hear your thoughts as we head into the weekend and go ahead and just, like I said before, go and get this weekend started with some NBA playoffs. Well, you know, they always say that uh, one of the great escapes that we have in our society is sports. And uh, I was sitting there thinking the other day when we when it looked like there might not be any NBA playoffs, how much I was going to miss that, you know, and, and how much I was going to miss the opportunity to see the Lakers have a shot at their 17th championship. So I'm, I'm really grateful that things worked out and, and that, uh, and that we are going to see basketball again. Uh, there are revised <laughs> measures. I do want to say there are revised measures as far as what the league and the players union came yeah. to an agreement on for the Black Lives Matter movement and also the messages that they want to convey to the worldwide audience out there. I just did a piece for Lakerholics.com that, that really sort of jumped on that same subject. Uh, basically, I felt that LeBron James choreographed this entire situation by walking out and threatening to, threatening to not play in the playoffs. I mean, if the Lakers and LeBron were to pull out of the bubble, 
it's hard to imagine the NBA moving forward with the games. Yeah. And I think LeBron actually used that as a way to force the NBA to step up to the plate. It's not a coincidence that the three things that the NBA added to its support of Black Lives Matter were a were all perfectly aligned with more than a vote, which is the charitable organization that LeBron and several other black athletes and entertainers created to promote and, and support uh, minority voting. So one of them was to you know, form, a, form a group involving the players, the governors of the league and so forth to, uh, to promote social justice and, and especially focused on getting minorities to vote and protecting their right to vote. The second was to formalize this whole effort that's been going on piecemeal to use the NBA arenas where they have control of those arenas to make them giant uh, safe voting venues for the coming election. And the third thing was to use the power of the sponsors of the league to create a series of advertisements that would run during all of the playoff games supporting uh, and educating voters, uh, minority voters especially, on what their rights are and where they can go to vote and what the what the situation is with the various different rules that are in all of the different uh, jurisdictions as to whether you can vote in advance and whether you can drop off your ballot into a box, whether you can mail it and so forth. So I never believed for a moment that LeBron really meant anything close to saying that he was gonna walk away, take his ball and not play. And I think that uh, he did a masterful job of making sure that he got the NBA to step up to the plate a little more and make even a bigger commitment to it. Unfortunately, there's a little bit of a conflict going on now. Stephen A. Smith came out with a, a video that basically was saying that uh, the young guns in the league and some of the owners were very angry because after they had supposedly agreed on everything in, the, in, the, in a meeting yesterday morning, LeBron grabbed the microphone and uh, talked for 15 minutes, basically. And uh, apparently he was referred, he, the, a lot of the people thought that he was being kind of presumptuous um, and talking down to some of the younger players. And uh, uh, so all of a sudden we don't see that same unanimity that we saw where everybody was on the same page. There was also quite a bit of criticism that was going on about the Milwaukee Bucks players for sort of springing that uh, boycott on the rest of the league, not giving the other four teams that were playing or the other five teams that were playing that night uh, any notice of what was going to happen. And just to give a general feeling that it was disorganized and they didn't really know what the outcome was going to be. Um, it turned a chaotic situation and and... It's my opinion, I haven't heard it from anybody else, but it's my opinion that, that LeBron took advantage of that situation and basically used it to, to get some more power for uh, his more than a vote campaign. And I applaud him for doing that. And uh, I think that, as I've said several times on our podcast, there's nothing more important for the African-American and minority communities in this country to vote and to register and to get out there and become educated on the issues. You can't complain. In a lot of ways, people say you can't complain if you don't vote. Um, I think everybody in this country has a right to complain because you're a citizen. But if you really want the power to do something about it, you have to register. 
the boat. Um, Chris Paul's done that with everybody on the Oklahoma Thunder team. I think that every one of the representatives on the NBA teams needs to do that with all of the players on their teams. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what LeBron and more than a boat people can do to get the minorities in this country to really use the power that's in their hands and the power that they have when they go into those voting booths to make the changes that they really believe in. Get out and vote. Yes, everybody. get out and vote. Let's, let's just try and get let's try and get this thing back to basketball. But anyways. The reason we're in this whole situation where the NBA had to cancel a season or suspend the season, if you will, and the reason that we had to go into this bubble and all of these things are because our president didn't do the job that he should have done in making sure that this virus did not go crazy. Oh, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I don't want to go there because then you and I are going to go down the road and just talk about this and then we're just going to get all sad and musty. What do you going to happen in the game tomorrow? Let's talk about yeah, the game. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game indeed. Once again, I'm talking to Laker Tom. He is part of Lakerholics.com. you got to be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So let's run this through real quickly so we can wrap this thing up, my friend. Tomorrow, three games on the docket, including Milwaukee and Orlando. It looks like Milwaukee, all things considered, if they have their, their heads on, you know, even somewhat straight, which I'm going to talk about a sec with the Lakers, they should finish off Orlando real quick. Yeah, Bucks and five is pretty much foregone, foregone conclusion, I think, too. Yeah, absolutely. Then we have Houston and Oklahoma City. And it looks like from all instances, because he's already practicing with explosion from what I heard. Yep. I love how that it. word always just comes into play. He uh, is an explosive player. Russell Westbrook, they get him back in the lineup. Do you think he's the missing ingredient Houston really needs to get this done? Unless, uh, unless Raphael is correct and Luka Doncic has another level still that he can go this year, I think it's inevitable. But yeah, right now it looks like that uh, Westbrook will be the missing ingredient that they need, uh, and it looks like uh, I'm I'm picking Houston to win the next two. Yeah, it and looks it, like the Rockets and Clippers are going to be the Lakers' next two opponents. I don't see how that's going to be avoided at this point in time. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And the last but not least, we have the Lakers and Portland Trailblazers. The only thing I, I question, I was talking about this with, before we went on the air, and that is this. I'm concerned that the Lakers, after the events of the past few days, might this game not have it all together because of the emotions and, and you ride such a, you know, and animated strong high and you know emotions got real tense and things of that nature that they will have a letdown come Saturday because they won't see Damian Lillard who is back in Portland or back home per se getting treatment on his finger and his knee so I want to ask you this my friend 
there is that possibility of letting one slip by, but the rest of the series I don't think is in doubt. You know, I don't know what it is about this particular season, but what makes it so arduous for the Lakers is every time they just get rolling and are just dominating and, and looking like surefire champions, something bad happens. Uh, the first time we know we we sweep the Bucks and the Clippers and bam, we get a hiatus for coronavirus. Then we come out here and we play probably the best half that we've played in the whole year and totally demolish the Rockets, lead by 38 points. And the Bucks decide to decide to to start a boycott. But that, okay. they were very right in doing so. I want to get yeah, make that clear. Right they were very right in doing so. Yeah, and in Milwaukee, uh, in Wisconsin, we have have the horrible things that happened to Jacob Blake. But it just seems like we have these things happen every time the Lakers get to a peak. So I can understand your anxiety about what's going to happen in the game tomorrow. Uh, you have the additional factor that you got two players who are on the roster, the bubble roster of the Lakers, who did not want to play, did not want to go on. Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard. How's that going to affect, you know, the... Well, Rondo, he hasn't even come back in the lineup yet. So that's, I mean, if he, right. yeah, he might show up tomorrow because if he's had, had had that kind of time to maybe rest up, maybe get him in the lineup, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because what kind of Rondo are you going to get at this point? I wouldn't expect too much, at least I don't not. Think he's gonna play. I wouldn't. I don't think he would play in that situation. Well, he might, be, you know, just because unless, he, unless, it's, unless it's an easy win and there's garbage time, then then it makes sense to get him some play time. But it, it's what it does to the chemistry of the team that concerns me. I mean, Dwight had his doubts at the beginning of the season, you know, like you like you talked about yesterday, where both Dwight and Avery sort of were supporting Kyrie's, you know, whole feeling about. Maybe we should be on the front lines of the protest rather than playing games in the bubble. I made a comment at Lakerholics.com, and I almost erased it after I made it. But the comment was that I was essentially I wondered whether or not Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo were going to be on the team next year. LeBron wants to win a championship. And as I said in my article, I never believed for a second that he was really serious about taking his ball and going home. He's always had a double double goal. Do everything he can to win a championship and do everything he can to help his people get education, justice, and opportunity. It's a dicey thing to I don't think LeBron is a I think LeBron is not a vengeful person and so forth, but I don't like the whole fact that the two of the players voted not to pursue and not to not to continue the playoffs. I mean, then how do you that, that that creates some schism with the chemistry, the sensational chemistry that the Lakers have. So we'll have to see how that plays out. And that's something we'll talk about after the game tomorrow, right. uh, whether or not the Lakers win or lose. We'll have a post game on that. We'll see how we measure it because the once solidified team chemistry, it's not there. But again, we will go talk about how they can build that back up things they can do to get that up because they they were actually looking starting to look like the old Lakers just before uh, this this shutdown happened and these cancellations of games but again we'll have to go ahead tomorrow I think will be a good gauge 
for if the Lakers can refocus and if they can go ahead and basically just get that mindset once again. But they will have some time off if they win tomorrow because the Houston-Oklahoma City series has to go one more game beyond that. So they'll get an extra couple days at least. So that's a good thing. So we can go ahead and get a better idea if the Lakers, if they win tomorrow, again, without Damian Lillard, they should be okay. But again, how much can you limit CJ McCollum? That's one thing they're going to have to focus on. Like I told you before we went on the show, I think uh, you know the Raphael strategy of letting Melo be Melo and, and letting him shoot all the twos he wants. That one might be an option. Just don't let Nurkic destroy you on the boards like he did in the previous game. Uh, you know, and, and they, just simple, smart defensive schemes tomorrow. I think that's going to work. I don't expect a 40-point blowout. I don't expect him to get about a 20. I expect him, like I said, there's going to be some struggles, I think. I think the shooting, especially because of that layoff, because you were they were in a rhythm, and they've now been taken out of that rhythm. So there are things tomorrow that I expect will happen just because of the way it is when you have this kind of layoff, that kind of emotion spent, and those kind of harsh issues and and hard feelings that they have right now going into this game. So I, I'm not expecting much. I'm hoping for a Lakers blowout. I'm hoping just to get it done and, and get, go on from there. But again, the, we're talking about human emotions. We're talking about hu- real human issues here. And in the end, that might be the reason why the Lakers might struggle tomorrow. So I don't think they're going to play great. I think they're going to win fairly easily, but it's probably going to be a sloppy game. That might be the case where both teams play bad. Heavily motivated, but but you know, as you said, we've lost some of the we've lost some of the sheen off of the off of where we were. You know, it has to it has to take some effect. You just hope that it's something that we can overcome. One of the things that's probably really important in this bubble environment is those extra days of practice that we might be able to get because you really need that to get. To, to get the get, to get the skill sets honed and get the, the chemistry back to where it was before, make sure there aren't any hard feelings from from the struggles that they had in the various meetings that they had and so forth. And and you know, I mean, it's it's you ever been on a vacation where things went wrong? You know, things were really horrible, and all of a sudden you're talking to your wife about, oh, geez, should we just call this vacation off? You know. Uh, the kids are giving you trouble or whatever it happens to be, and you're halfway through it. And and this is something you were looking so forward to, and all of a sudden, in the middle of it, you're wondering, man, maybe it's better to get it done with. That's kind of like some of these guys are going to feel like. That was me yeah. yesterday, my friend. That was me yeah. yesterday. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being 
being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But I will tell you what, my friend, it is something that we're going to be looking at going forward. Plus tomorrow, again, we're going to have a wrap up because there are NBA playoff games starting tomorrow, especially the Lakers Blazers game five. We'll be wrapping up tomorrow night. Raphael will be joining us tomorrow night. He's actually doing a lot of, again, a lot of secret projects that he's going to be releasing here very soon over the course of the weekend at NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube. So please check it out. Plus, Laker Tom, I know you just said you dropped an article today for your medium.com, but also as well for Lakerholics.com. So before we head on out, what are you and the guys working on for Lakerholics.com? Well, as I as I discussed during the show, the the article that, that I did was basically about how LeBron basically uh, gave a message to the NBA and choreographed this entire thing in order to – he never really intended to – to not show up for the playoffs and the playoffs are still as important to him as has helping out the movement for his people. I've got a couple of other articles. I always have two or three articles that I'm working on just basically so that, so that I have something to do during my spare time. So I may have something else, uh, I, but it's great to get the games back. You know, uh, we're going to go into an off season sooner than I like. And we still got another six, seven weeks of basketball and I expect the Lakers to be successful during that. And we've had some great conversations on Lakerholics.com. So I invite everybody to, you know, stop by the website. You may not agree with everything I write or everything that uh, you hear from, from Gerald in his uh, Lakers Fastback podcast or from Raphael in his videos, but there's a lot of great conversation and dialogue about those events and from intelligent, informed people who respect everybody's opinion and so I welcome everybody to please stop by, sign up, make a comment, let us know what you think, and I think you'll enjoy the experience. It's, it's, great to, it's great to talk Lakers. You know, I look forward every day to opening up the blog the same way as I look forward to uh, logging on and to a podcast with Gerald and, and Raphael. It, uh, you know, it's, uh, talking Lakers is one, and talking Lakers and pro basketball is one of the things that, that it's one of the escapes that I need in today's political environment and well, social environment well even though you and i are politically aligned in our beliefs uh, i will say this our laker beliefs our nba beliefs they are definitely not always aligned and sometimes that, that makes for the best shows for the best conversations you know I, it's funny i I sent out uh, an email today to our my blog editors i've got two blog editors whose job is basically to uh, generate conversation in the blog by commenting on the podcast videos and articles that, that the original content we create. And I told him, I said, you know, got to remember that when Gerald does a podcast or Raphael does a video or I do an article, yeah, it's great to thank us for doing that, but that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is what's your take on it? We want to know what you think about it. We want to know if you think that's crazy, if you agree with it, one of the things that I do during the during the long off off seasons, obviously, is a lot of trade stuff, and I do that simply because it's it's one of those things that gets people's juices going. Oh yes, it's talking about it, you know. And and when you talk about those things, you start to understand what are the things what are the things that the club needs. 
What are the types of players that they're looking for? How do those players fit into, into the lineups that we have and the roster we have? How do the finances work with it? You know, what makes sense in the trade? Is this a trade that could really happen? Or is it just nothing more than a pipe dream by a bunch of hometown fans? So there's a lot of wonderful ideas and things that you get when you have these conversations. And the only, the only requirement is be respectful and, and be smart, you know, have something to contribute. And uh, you're more than welcome to join the conversation. Be part of that conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Yes, especially around his Trader Tom talks. It, it gets, from me especially, it gets very controversial. Trader Tom, just for you, Gerald. Sounds good. Sounds good Trader indeed. Tom, in on all of my trades and say, what a great idea. Yes. Well, you won't hear that from me. But anyways, it is Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. We do agree politically, but we sure as heck don't agree on Tom, Laker Tom as a GM. But you can see all those crazy trades when he does them and all the other great articles that he does on the Lakers and so much more. In fact, I will throw up my mock draft 3.0 that I debuted on popculturecosmos.com earlier this week. I will throw that up on the Lakerholics blog this weekend at Lakerholics.com so you can get an idea on who I think the Lakers might pick or Lakers might go for coming up later this year as well. Well, Tom, it's been great talking to you. I'm excited for NBA playoffs once again, but I also want to make sure that everybody stays aware of what's going on as far as the continual movement that needs to be taking place and for the end of systemic racism, for justice to be served, and also for us to unite as a people together to go ahead and forth and, and just try to end our differences one day, hopefully. I'm hoping that we can go ahead and, and think about this in a smarter, more caring fashion. And hopefully we can go ahead and treat others with respect as we like to be treated. Even if it is Tom telling me a crazy trade or two. But again, Tom, it's always great to have you here. Thanks so much for listening. We'll have Raphael back tomorrow. And who knows who we'll have? Laker Tom and more right here this weekend at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.